tonight on 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes, the centerpiece of major broadcasts on world events. 60 Minutes gives you the biggest headlines and best storytelling on TV and now on your schedule. President Trump's campaign. The term fake news. Role Russia may have played. From hard news and politics to lifestyle and pop culture, 60 Minutes gets the real story on America's most prevalent issues. The wall on the Mexican border. Humanitarian issues. Hear the 60 Minutes podcast on demand. Download and subscribe at the new radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank and the General Building Contractors Association. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now, here is Matt Cabry. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the next edition of Growing Greater Philadelphia. We're really excited to have a special homegrown focused company with us today. It's called MedTex, and we're really privileged to have with us Dennis Doherty and Jim Corrado. Dennis, welcome. Thank you. It's great to have you. Great to be here. And Jim, thank you for being here as well. Thank you for having us. So, Dennis, let's start with you, because this is a family-owned business. Started about 30 years ago, you were sharing with us your dad had a vision, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about the history of MedTex, and then a little bit more about what is MedTex. Sure. About 30 years ago, there was a project down in the South Philadelphia refinery, and they were opening up a flare line where basically a bunch of bad products go through to get burned off, and they wanted some kind of medical support in case something went wrong. Yeah. So they ended up calling the Philadelphia Fire Academy, and that's not really something that would be a job that the Philadelphia Fire Department would do. But my dad, being an instructor there, had an opportunity to go on part-time work and take care of it himself. So he went down with basically an air pack and a first aid kit, and, well, they did the work. He stood on the side, and if something went wrong, he would put his medical skills to use and take care of them. He was a paramedic in Philadelphia. And then after going down for that one job, they called him again and called him again and called him for multiple projects, same days, weekends, nights, nice. and it just morphed into uh, what the business is today. That's great. And I love that because there's a real spirit of innovation and entrepreneurism built into that story, and your dad kind of harnessed that. Oh, sure. It took a lot of guts. He was a uh, father of three of us and had his job at the firehouse, and you know, eventually he retired after maybe a decade or so, but our business is 24-7 and our customers are very needy. And, you know, he ended up building up a staff, incorporating a company and building into what it is today, a full safety, health and rescue support contractor that's you know been very active and engaged in Philadelphia for 30 years. So I want to dive in a little bit more to that because you just said, you know, a full safety, health, rescue services contractor. Tell us a little bit more what that actually means. How does that translate for the average listener of what MedTechs actually does? Oh, my goodness. I get asked all the time what we do, and it's I always bet. a crazy answer because it's not your typical uh, profession. Yeah. But we're a safety, health, and rescue contractor, so we do the normal menu items that a safety consultant would do. We do trainings, 10 hours, 30 hours, confined space, fall protection, all that fun stuff. If you go to any construction site, we teach them how to work safely. If you go to a a bar and you see a bartender standing on a mat that's an anti-fatigue mat, we might help with that. If you go to a school, we help with their emergency planning. So pretty much anything from that side of the house, from safety, we would do. A little different for us, though, in addition to being safety consultant, we also have many employees with the boots on the ground where they hmm. do confined space or high-angle rescue. So uh, there's someone that needs to be rescued off a bridge or off the side of a building or crawls into a pit, tunnel, vault. We're the group that would be there to get them out if they need help. 
Excellent. They call in the experts. They call in the experts. Yeah. So share with us a little bit more about the name, MedTex. When MedTex started, again, my dad was a medic in Philly. They called him to put an on-site medical coverage in place in the refinery. So it was basically having a medical technician on site. You know, when we incorporated the company or when my dad incorporated the company, I think MedTech, T-E-C-H, is kind of what would have been preferred. Yeah. But that was taken. So okay. next best thing was MedTech to E-X, and it kind of just grew from there, MedTech Services, and people have been calling MedTechs for, for quite a long time. That makes perfect sense, yeah. and it's all about adapting, you know? Sure. When, when you go down this one path, and you have to shift, and you shift your name to MedTechs, and it works, and it becomes second nature for everybody. Oh, absolutely. Everything we do has grown organically from what we started with. We started out with rescue, yep. and then from being there for rescue services, people ask us how to prevent accidents. We get into safety training. Yep. Then when people say, oh, we need safety training on respirators, then we started selling respirators, doing medical clearance and fit testing to wear respirators. And everything at MedTex has just been that way. If we have customers that had questions about drug and alcohol policies, that morphed into us doing drug and alcohol testing. If yep. someone needed training on how to interact with their environment, you know, we gave them training on how to that and sell related products for that. So. That's great. Professionals who can deliver that opportunistic entrepreneurial kind of service that your customers are looking for. Right. And Dennis, share with us a little bit more about um, this notion of uh, growth. How large is the shop today? How many employees do you have? And I know you recently expanded into the state of Delaware, which is fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you so much for that. We're excited to have the office down in Newark, Delaware. It's uh, new for us, but we're excited to have that region have some more local coverage. We've had a lot of demand from clients, so uh, that office just gives us the ability to cover them better. Yep. I'll let Jim talk about specifics with some of the employee growth we've had, but I can tell you 20, 25 years ago, there was a group of five, maybe, full-timers that ran around doing whatever needed to be done. Yep. And now we have, geez, probably 50 full-timers that also still run around and do whatever needed to be done. Yep. We're a very close group. We have very low turnover. Most people that come with us stay with us as long as they possibly can, and we love having them. We're a very family-oriented environment. We know everything about each other. <laughs> sometimes yep. it's good. Sometimes yeah. it's bad. Yeah, right. right. But, uh, yeah, but uh, everyone just does anything that needs to be done to keep the boat moving along. As one of our employees, John Curcio, says, he says, oh, I've uh, got a bunch of people in here with the oars in order. It's a good thing they're all rowing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's right. In the right going. direction. Exactly. Right? That's and, right. and, you know, it sounds like you guys like to have fun, which is a good thing. It beats the alternative because you don't want to be showing up in the office if it's not a fun place to be. And to your point, I do want to turn to Jim and bring in Jim Corrado to the conversation because about 15 years ago, Jim, who has worked in the HR and talent acquisition and I suspect operations space, saw an opportunity to get more engaged with MedTechs because you were engaged with them as a customer, I understand. Yeah, I had the ability through being part of the uh, Upper Darby Township uh, Fire Department on mm -hmm. the volunteer side, knew a lot of the career firemen that worked for MedTechs. So when I was looking to switch careers, you know, Dennis was looking for someone to come in and help with the operations and the administration side as he, you know, had a direct, clear path and vision for growth and growing the organization. And he uh, brought me in and we've been working together since. And when you look at growth, we have strategically, we have shifted more, as Dennis said, a part-time organization through using career firefighters in that model to really having more full-time. So we went from five full-time employees to about now about 198 full-time employees. Wow. Just in the past three years, we've grown another 25%. That's tremendous. Full and part-time. Full and part-time. Full and part-time. Yeah. 
that's a great team to be able to pull on. And one of the things I, I love to touch on, especially as we talk about growth in greater Philadelphia, and by the way, we define greater Philadelphia as northern Delaware, southern New Jersey, and southeastern Pennsylvania. It's an 11 county mm-hmm. neighborhood. How is that talent pool for your team here in greater Philadelphia when you're looking to acquire the best of the best to do what you do in that whole space of safety and health and training, those kinds of services, is it difficult? You know, I think in today's economy, any type of recruitment and retention is challenging. I think the uniqueness about MedTechs is the family-oriented perspective of the organization that really Dennis and his father created back when the company was started. So when you look at how recruitment is, a lot of our employees are word of mouth because we have very low turnover and they're constantly referring friends and family, if you will, into the organization to become part of the fabric of the organization. And we have the training programs to support various levels of experience as they come into the organization. That's great. And um, the growth beyond the greater Philadelphia region, I suspect you guys have the opportunity to do work that goes beyond our neighborhood. And it's taking you up to New York and maybe down to D.C. and a little further west. Dennis, talk with us a little bit more about some of those opportunities. Sure. And it actually all comes right back to Philadelphia because of our location in Philadelphia. We're right off the State Road exit or Common Ave exit of 95. Yep. So uh, we're one of the few ramps on and off right in the same spot. So we can be in Delaware or North Jersey with relative ease because of our location. Our industrial market in particular is, I guess, very clicky is the appropriate word, Mm -hmm. where if they like you in this refinery power plant setting, when they go north or south or west and they have a similar project, they want the same people used to that environment to go with them. You go with who you know. Absolutely. Right. So when we do a big project uh, in Exxon, in this area, if a contractor goes up to New England, they want sometimes the same people to be up there, too, and we're sure. happy to go. So we kind of float with uh, wherever our market goes. If it was up to probably Jim, myself, my dad back in the day, you know, we'd probably love to say we're just in the tri-state area, but we're yeah. lucky and we're blessed that, you know, people bring us. They they have a good experience here, and they want to expand our geographic region from what we're doing. Uh, and to support that, actually... We're currently uh, kind of reinvesting into our Philadelphia area. We have uh, about 12,000 square feet of uh, space that we're looking to uh, do some significant renovations to to make our service better for the customer and the setting a little bit more uh, accommodating to the employees. That's the expansion and fit out of the State Road uh, facility? Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. And I want to shift to what I would call uh, some of the big projects, some of the fun projects, and I suspect there may even be projects that you know didn't go the way you wanted them to go. But let's start with some of the big projects that you and the team at MedTech Services are really proud to work on. And Dennis, I'll start with you with some of the big projects. And then Jim, just to warn you, we'll come to you with some of the fun projects. Uh, right? <laughs> so uh, big projects are easy because you look around the skyline, there's not much that we haven't touched in some capacity. Comcast 1, Comcast 2, and the liquid dampers uh, on top of those buildings. We've been in near up on around. Mm-hmm. We did a project over at the uh, Ben Franklin Bridge with the DRPA, oh, yeah. where we trained their emergency responders in high-angle rescue, and relatively short time after, they actually had to go and rescue someone from the top of the bridge. And use the skills that they had just learned from the MedTech's team. Exactly. Wow, that's exactly. great. So that's you know a bridge project, two big uh, high-rises. We had uh, one of the first entries into uh, what's called the Taurus. It's a spot in a nuclear facility power plant. Mm -hmm. Without getting into specifics of how that works, it was one of the first entries, I think, in the world where someone went into this particular area, and we were there to help support that. So we've been on some really exciting projects. If you drive anywhere up and down 95 from 
Delaware up through North Jersey, New York, if there's a cool building, chances are we've touched it in some in, capacity. In some way, right. right. Yeah. I could say this. A lot of times I've been climbing something or going into something, or my team members have had the same where we think, why are we on here? Or why are we up here? Right, right. right. But that's what we like to do. So I just want to pause there for a second because you, you mentioned something that caught my ear. You're climbing something. So you're the president and CEO of MedTech Services today. Are you still getting into the harnesses and climbing up and the scaffolding and all the other paraphernalia that goes into your business? Yeah, I can help it. Yeah. Jim will tell you I'm not really a good office guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so right. I'm happy to go out and look at a job and do some estimating for a job. The other day, I got to be on top of the Wells Fargo Center. I thought that was just a really interesting project. One of the uh, GBCM members, Belcher Roofing, is redoing that roof. Nice. And they brought us in just for a little assessment. They did a great job. Really exciting project. And I like seeing that kind of stuff. So I want to come back to being the office guy. But before we go there, I want to shift gears and talk with Jim about some of those fun projects that you and the team at MedTech Services get to work on. Sure. That's a really good question. We're fortunate to have really good relationships with our clients. So almost all of our projects do have a fun element because of the relationships we have with them. Some of the notable ones is the art museum where we were called in for a safety stand down, where we participated in an educational session, Hmm. gave out water, um, and really gave out t-shirts just to help them understand the safety culture and support L.F. Driscoll, another GBCA member, on the value of safety. Same thing at Penn First. We've been down there a number of times, the new HUP building that they're building across from the main Silverstein Pavilion, where we've been able to really work with their the contractors, the men and women that are on that project and give them water and shirts and safety materials, et cetera, mm-hmm. to really foster that culture. Also, one of the really neat projects, HSC, another GBCA member sure. that we work with down in the Moore's uh, Children's Hospital, DuPont, where they were having a day for the children. So we participated, had two of our rescue technicians dressed up as Batman and Superman. They repelled down the facade of the building, and uh, it was great. The children loved it, and uh, that was a very rewarding, heartfelt experience because you really saw the joy that you brought back to the community and these children. So it's kind of the fun stuff of what we do in a serious environment. I love those stories because, you know, for the most part, safety generally speaking, is not really a fun thing. You know, it's it's almost a burden in the eyes of some, depending on how you perceive it to be. But it's all about prevention. And I love the events you just described, Jim, because they do bring this level of fun and engagement. And most importantly, I would suggest awareness to the importance of safety in everything we do, whether it's a, an event on the parkway at the art museum or helping young kids who are in a health challenge situation to think about their future and appreciate what's possible, all while keeping safety top of mind. No, I think it's critical, and, and you're right. I think you know there's two ways to, to have a safety program. You can tell people that's what you're going to do and have a disciplinary approach to safety, or you can work at really changing the culture of an organization and really build it into what you do and how you do it. And I think that's the difference where we try to take the position of education, development, and changing culture so they're not just safe when they're at work, but they bring that safety culture home so them and their families are safe. So Jim, you had mentioned that one of the fun projects that you and the MedTechs team got a chance to work on, I think it was down in um, Newcastle County with the Nemours team. Tell us a little bit more about how did that project come about and what was the reaction from some of the staff and some of the patients, the kids. Yeah, that was a great day. That was with HSC, one of the GBCA partners that we do work with. We have um, a group of rescue personnel down there, and they were having a contractor's day, and they asked MedTest to 
to participate in that day. So we had uh, our rescue personnel that are experienced in high angle rescue dress up as Batman and Spider-Man and rappel down the facade of the building. So were these med techs employees who were dressed in costume? They were. Oh, cool. Yep, they were part of our high angle rescue team that yeah. uh, rappelled down the face of the building. And then and when they came in, they gave out coloring books and teddy bears and crayons and really spent the next 45 minutes interacting with the patients. So take me back to the planning for that day. Did your team say, I'd love to do that? Or was it hard to find somebody who would dress up as Batman? Geez, no, uh, everyone was quite interested in doing it because of, A, they're firemen, most of the, of the personnel that we had there that day. Yeah. So they're used to being part of the community. They're used to helping and being part of that. So we actually had to turn people down from the ones that actually dressed up like the superheroes. But yeah. from a planning perspective on the behind the scenes, it was actually quite complex because you, you're putting people off the side of a building and rappelling down eight, nine, ten stories down the side of the building. So it was a quite orchestrated event yeah. that uh, they loved i bet and and i can imagine you know one of your colleagues from medtex coming down the building dressed as batman and handing out a, a teddy bear and a coloring book to a young person who's apparently experiencing some health challenges that's why they're at nemours what was the reaction of some of the kids geez you know it, it it was really, um, it, w- it was, uh, it was emotional. I mean, to really see their reaction, their yeah. eyes lit up. I mean, for that moment in time, they really had a, a new lease of life. That right. it was, it really made their day. You could see their whole demeanor change towards just the focus on, wow, I'm interacting with Spider-Man or Batman. Yeah, very cool. It was incredible. Yeah, and that's an example of kind of going above and beyond, I suspect, that you you don't get the chance to do that every day. No, I think you hear a lot of organizations talking about giving back to the community, but I think consistently that's one thing MedTechs really does do is give back to the community, and this was our opportunity to do it, and we would do it again. And Dennis, from his commitment, you know, it was sparing no money, no time, no effort. We did what we had to do, and he was glad to uh, have us be part of that. And Dennis, that has to be really satisfying as a leader of a family-owned business like MedTech Services to be able to participate in a day like that. That's got to be really cool. Oh, it sure is. And I have a six-year-old, four-year-old, and one-and-a-half-year-old myself. So uh, I've done the visits to the hospital and uh, some of these same uh, challenges that other parents have had. So it was great to give back. And uh, we have a video clip on our website from it. And if you hear the kids' voices in the background getting exciting when they see Spider-Man coming down upside down and see Batman come down, it is very touching just to hear the reaction. That's great. And did you get reaction from other uh, folks, the parents or the community as well? The wonderful reaction you would expect from both our clients, the facility, and some of the parents that were there that day. But I did have one special text message. I was not there later on that afternoon. And I got a text message from somebody clearly in a patient care area that took a picture of uh, the coloring books we had out and the teddy bears that we handed out. And it just said, you know, thanks for coming out. And it made everybody so happy. And I still don't know who that was from. But uh, I was very touched. And I was very glad that I helped somebody that had some kind of stressful experience going on. It's very satisfying, I can imagine, when you get a communication, whether it's a text message or an email or a you know, traditional mail from somebody who takes the time to thank you for investing your resources into a project like that. And that has to go a long way, and it helps you sleep better at night. Oh, sure. And we're so lucky. We get emails so frequently from our customers, and 
uh, different people we work with that uh, you know we try to share it and spread it out and let everybody know. But we are very lucky in that regard. People do appreciate us. So in that spirit, I do want to ask, and this is a question for both of you guys, and I hope I'm not putting you on the spot with this, Dennis. I'll start with you. When you reflect back on the work that you and your team do, what are you most proud of? I think there's truly a commitment to doing things the right way, keeping people safe, making them feel comfortable. You know, we take it for granted when we're on a rescue job that we know what to do if you're climbing in or climbing on something or if we're there preaching the safety word. But some of the people we interact with, they're kind of there because their employer tells them to be there or they might end up in an environment, maybe not by design, but it's where their life brought them. And it it is refreshing to know that they're more comfortable because we're there. They prefer us to be there than not. So I think that's what's really satisfying. People want us to be around them. And Jim, how about you from your perspective? Is there something that stands out that causes you to say, wow, this is a really great role that we are serving here at MedTechs? You know, I think when you're doing a training class or being part of a training class and you see people's reaction that they get it and they understand it and they start changing. And then when you see them again on the job and they come up to you and say, hey, I do something because or I learned or this happened on a job and and because I had my harness and lanyard on, I didn't fall. Or right. It's rewarding when they really bring it back to you. We've had that on a number of occasions where people have come to us after other classes and said, hey, two years ago, I was in your class, and if I didn't do what I learned, I would have been injured or hurt or killed. And how important is that? Because it's not just about how to best react when an emergency's happened, how to do a rescue. It's that emphasis on prevention so that emergencies don't happen to begin with. Oh, so true. I mean, you look at incidents, it's really that I think when you look at our safety vertical and our training vertical, that is the most rewarding about those two areas is really being on the front end of that and making a difference before an incident happens. And you don't have to go into that reactionary mode. So folks, that's Jim Corrado. And he's part of the MedTech's team, MedTech Services, and he's here with his colleague, Dennis Doherty. Dennis's dad happened to be the founder of MedTech Services a little over 30 years or so ago as a part-time uh, gig when he was a full-time member of the Philadelphia Fire Department team living in Northeast Philadelphia, raising his three kids. And Dennis, you had mentioned a moment ago, you know, not being a, you know, sure you're a good office guy, but it's not the area that you, you love the most, it sounds like. And where I'm going with it, this is I'd love to learn a little bit more about being an entrepreneur. It's kind of something you inherited. It feels like your dad had that entrepreneur bug with him as well. And what do you tell a young entrepreneur today who's thinking about starting his or her own business? I think, at least from my perspective, probably one of the most important things to having an entrepreneurial spirit would be to have some confidence And at the same time, be able to put a lot of trust and faith into your team members. I know that Jim does a great job, VP of operations, and he touches much more than I could bear to do in a day because usually Jim's in the office interacting with everybody. Mm -hmm. Our director of scheduling, rescue, training, safety, our lead consultants, they all do such a fabulous job that, you know, I just have such confidence that I can sleep at night. I know everyone's doing it right, crossing the T's, dotting the I's. So I think you do have to have some knowledge and accountability to have this kind of a position. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, almost equally important is to be able to select the right people and, and have the confidence and 
you know, the other people around you. It's almost like you're living what you're teaching in your classes when it comes to safety and preparedness. You have to trust people and you have to be able to delegate to them and bring a little fun to what they're Mm -hmm. doing as well. And to your point earlier, recruit the right folks like a Jim Corrado who goes out and then also recruits more additional high quality professionals to be part of the MedTech services team. Yeah, and I think our environment's special because regardless of how you would put us on some kind of organizational chart, yep. if uh, you need help, you can go to just about anybody for help. But if you do something that's off kilter, Jim can come to me and say, hey, Dennis, you could have approached that. And, you know, we can go to anyone in the office. I can say, hey, Jim, you know, maybe we should have tried it that way. Yeah. And there's no hard feelings. It's all just one collaborative effort to uh, to get to the right place. So I think we check our feelings at the door, but we seem to work it out very well in in a positive manner in our office. Yeah, that's great. And you each had mentioned um, General Building Contractors Association, GBCA, and they're great partners of ours here at uh, Select Greater Philadelphia and our Growing Greater Philadelphia program. And I know they're great partners of yours as well, and you guys are very active in GBCA. Talk with us a little bit more about some of the programs and activities uh, the team at MedTech Services is involved with. Well, with the GBCA, uh, we participate on the safety committee. I actually joined the safety committee. Mm-hmm. So they have Frank Durso leads their safety program and uh, sits with about a dozen other members. So we talk about local constraints, industry issues, areas of improvement, things we can do for education. And that's, of course, kind of part of an offering the GBCA puts out. But Jim and I and many others in the company attend a lot of their educational seminars. We participate in a lot of membership functions. And I think the important thing for the GBCA is if you're going to be a member, you got to show up. And the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out. We've had several instances where just happen to be the right place to talk to the right person has paid dividends because you know the person and you met them in, in a non-business area. So, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Jim, anything you want to add? No, I think it's critical. I think it's all what you put into it is what you get out of it. And we've been fortunate enough to be good, active members through Dennis's leadership on those committees and working with the people to really change the environment of, of safety and letting us be part of that educational process. That's great. I want to shift to a slightly lighter topic because uh, Dennis Doherty, Jim Corrado, both native to greater Philadelphia. Dennis, northeast Philadelphia, now makes his home in Bucks County. And Jim, native to Delaware County, I think you still make your home in Delaware County. I do, Drexel Hill. Yeah. Can't get out, can you? No, it's yeah. <laughs> Once it's got its grips on you, you just can't get out of there. What do you guys love about the greater Philadelphia region? When, uh, Jim, for example, if you're hosting family or friends from outside the area or you ha- maybe you have a business client coming mm-hmm. in, what's one of those things that you say, oh, we got to do this? You got you to connect with this part of our neighborhood in greater Philadelphia. Geez, you know, there's so many options here, which is such, so fun. When out-of-town people come here, I used to work for a German company. It was always great when they would come here because there was so much history of the formation of our country and how we've evolved. And I think with the new uh, Revolutionary Museum, mm-hmm. just the great stuff in the city from a cultural aspect, whether it's the orchestra, whether it's the historical, whether it's the sports, the cheesesteaks. I just think there's so much diversity you can definitely fill a long weekend and not be bored. Absolutely. That quality of life goes a long way and really helps us stand out as a community, that's for sure. Dennis, anything stand out for you and your family? I could go museums and architecture, but I would probably say more just the energy in Philadelphia. Yeah. My uh, in-laws are from New England, so they're definitely a different personality. And uh, I love when I have uh, either family or business constituents come in. I love to go out to a restaurant or a bar and have somebody say to me, Wow, Philadelphia is so much more friendly than they thought. Yes. Yeah, and Philly is super friendly yep. with a lot of energy. We have great infrastructure. We have great transportation. Yep. 
I don't know if I mentioned the food. I'll mention the food again. Yeah. But this is the place to be. Philly's yeah. great. Yeah. And you're so right about the friendliness. And it kind of catches me off guard when people say that, because I guess being native to greater Philadelphia, I know that. I know that, and I see it. I see people stop others on the street and ask if they need help or they're receptive to questions, especially if they're struggling with a map or you know trying to figure out where to go next. And it's a very natural thing. And apparently that's not necessarily the case in other parts of the country and other parts of the world. It is for some, but not, not everywhere. And um, to your point a moment ago, Dennis, and I'd love to get your reaction to this, because you're living it on the front lines as business owners who are delivering a service. There's something special that's going on in greater Philadelphia. We've been feeling it now for probably the last 10 or 15 years. There is this energy that you alluded to. It's almost palatable. Sure. I think Philadelphians are very proud of Philadelphia. And I think economically, infrastructure-wise, the city's starting to catch up with our opinion. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Anything going on in Delaware County, Jim? <laughs> Not as exciting as Philadelphia. No, we're all one big neighborhood. Yeah, we, we are, really seriously. Because, you know, I was only kidding when yeah, I said that I about know. Delaware County. But I'll tell you, I love the history of the Marcus Hook Industrial Complex, which I suspect you guys have spent some time down there. And I love the energy that we're seeing and feeling along the Chester Waterfront with Philadelphia Union creation and other activities that are being transformed now. I just saw uh, recently that the team at Kimberly Clark is investing $150 million to convert their plant from coal burning to natural gas burning. That investment that Pat Killian and the team down in Delaware County made happen with our Commonwealth is huge. And that's the type of energy, no pun intended, and investment that we continue to see happening in our community, regardless of geographically where it's happening in the 11 county neighborhood. No, I, I agree, and I think Delaware County, the more Philadelphia has that energy, I think you're right, and people move out of the city into different parts of the counties surrounding Philadelphia, I think that energy goes with that, as well as the opportunities. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm a big fan of saying, you know, the city of Philadelphia, it's the heartbeat of our 11-county neighborhood, but we would not be as strong without the 10 surrounding counties that make us so special, and vice versa. The counties benefit from being so close and part of the fabric of Philadelphia as well. Folks, we've been talking with Dennis Doherty and Jim Corrado from MedTech Services. Thank you both for taking time out to be with us and for sharing the story of the history and the work that you and your team are doing every day right here in Greater Philadelphia through the MedTech Services organization. It's great to meet you both. Thank you. Yeah, great. Thanks for having us. Our Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast is brought to us by many of our investors and partners, including Stradley Ronin. They're a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia, and their more than 200 attorneys represent private and public companies in everything from sophisticated corporate transactions to complex litigation. You can learn more at stradley.com. And by Independence Blue Cross, a leading health insurance company offering health plans from managed care, Medicare, and Medicaid, and they have over 10,000 dedicated employees right here in Greater Philadelphia. You can learn more about Independence Blue Cross at ibx.com. Check out all of our podcasts and be sure to tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m., Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia. 
Every Sunday, Face the Nation brings you in-depth interviews with the biggest names in Washington. Kellyanne Conway, Nancy Pelosi, Lindsey Graham, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You'll never miss an episode with the weekly podcast from CBS News Radio. Tune in to hear moderator Margaret Brennan and the country's top policymakers discuss today's toughest issues. What is going on? Is this political conspiracy or is this just incompetence? The Face the Nation podcast. Download and subscribe at the newradio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts.